Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Good morning, Grinders, and welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down the nine-game NBA slate for you. Uh, hopefully you guys had a little bit of a better NFL weekend than me. Uh, it wasn't the best weekend, uh, so uh, but looking to get back into it with the uh, NBA here. We have a nine-game slate. We'll be talking some fantasy draft pricing. Head on over to Fantasy Draft, guys. Check out the uh, rake-free head-to-heads. They have tons of those over there. And, uh, you know, a bunch of different NBA contests to get into, some that are easier to win than over on other sites. So go over there and check it out. We have the $11,000 pick and roll for $25. Or you can get in the single-entry three-ball for $333 for only 11 people. It's already 4 of 11. You can head in on that. And just tons of other contests, rake-free head-to-heads. It's a good time. So head on over to Fantasy Draft and check it out. All right, let's dive right into the slate and start talking about the games. The first game that we have on the schedule for you guys is the Sacramento Kings and the Washington Wizards. This is a 209-team total, and the Kings are 10-point underdogs. The Kings are a team that I typically don't like to roster many people on, especially on like bigger slates. Just pretty frustrating, but with the pace-up game against the Wizards, I could have some interest in some of these options. De'Aaron Fox is a guy that I've been rostering, uh, you know, fairly a, a good amount, and I'm someone I've been trying to buy on uh, his low price tag. He's only 9.9k, averaging about like 25 fantasy points, and uh, you know he's getting a good amount of uh, minutes off, uh, off the bench. So he's a guy that I would definitely have some interest in in here. Uh, against the Wizards in a pace-up game. He's the one of the Kings that probably play. Uh, don't also mind Zach Randolph where you can find him cheap. Uh, Randolph has been playing a lot better as of recent. He's someone that I don't mind uh, getting exposure to against this team. You know, the the Wizards have been really, really bad against small forwards. and I mean, they have been awful. Uh, and, I mean, th- this would be a spot where, I, you know, whenever I see the Wizards on the slate, I'm like, I want to play a small forward against them. So I, I feel like naturally I should have some interest in uh, Bogdanovich here. Uh, I think that it's Bojan. Uh, it's between, there's there's the two. There's the Pacers one and the Kings one. But uh, you know we don't have the uh, we don't have the Pacers on this slate. So when you type in the name Bogdanovich, you can find the right one. But he is someone that I think I'm gonna have some interest in. And maybe throw a dart at in a tournament. He's only 7.4k, and like we've seen how bad the Wizards are this year. They are the worst team in the league against uh, opposing small forwards. They're allowing so many fantasy points; it's insane. So yeah, I would just be making sure to get some exposure to him in your tournaments. I like him a lot. So uh, you know, just be on the lookout for that. They're just getting destroyed, and uh, I-, I think he's the one king that maybe in a tournament I actually would roster here on this slate. Let's talk about the Wizards side of the ball a little bit. We know the Wizards Wizards struggle against big men, but you know someone like Marcin Gortat is not not someone I really want to re-rostering right now. He's only 9.5k. We know they struggle on the boards, but I don't know. I think I'm going to pass on Gortat here. Uh, I think if I'm going to get my value in this spot, it's going to be someone through like Markeith Morris for 9.4k. Just someone who's you know 
started out the year uh, kind of on a minutes restriction. He's getting an increase, uh, you know, he's been getting an increase in minutes uh, throughout the start of the year. So he's someone I would want to probably buy, you know, be just buying in on naturally throughout, like, you know, until his price tag gets, gets a lot higher up. If you look at, you know, he's floating around the 20-minute mark, and he's getting, like, like last game, 20 minutes, 28.5 fantasy points. Even before that, 17 minutes, 23.75. Like, that Dallas game, I thought after that 27 minutes, they'd kind of unleash him, but they really haven't. Uh, you know, it's going to happen at some point, and he's still doing fine. He's paying off that value at the amount of minutes he's playing, so I still think he's an interesting value play on this slate. Not a smash spot value play, unless we hear he's playing, like, 25 minutes or more, but I still think he's a fine value that you can consider here at 9.4k on fantasy draft and then there's a bradley beal and john wall and john wall 16.7k i think he's a fine play but i don't know i think there's just other point guards i'd rather play instead of him and i'll probably end up passing on him worry about the pace of the kings it's a very slow paced game pace down game for them and uh yeah i just don't know if i want to pay that price tag for him i'd rather pay for some other point guards instead or maybe some other options so yeah, I think I'm going to end up passing on John Wall if I want to get Wizards exposure at the guard spot. I don't mind going through a guy like Bradley Beal for 12.9K. I prefer him over Otto Porter in this spot. I think Otto Porter is a fine play. Uh, I just probably wanted to be a guy that I roster a ton today. But Bradley Beal for 12.9K, I think he's a he's a really, really interesting uh, play. just kind of feels like that's too cheap for him, too. Uh, I'm trying to like think about, like let's see who's in his price range, just to uh, clarify that. Yeah, so we have for 12.9K, we have Alonzo Ball against Phoenix, who we'll, we'll talk about. I like him, but like there's Mike Conley and Eric Bledsoe are both more expensive than them. I'd rather have Bradley Beal in this spot. Uh, Will Barton against Port, and I'd rather have Bradley Beal. Uh, you know, it, there's guys around there that I think uh, are, are overpriced. They're not as good as Beal, so I, I like Beal in this spot. Definitely want to get some exposure to him on this slate if I had to play any Wizards. He's one of the guys I'm really looking at. Moving on to the next game, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks in a 219 team total, and the Cavs are only five-point favorites. I expect this game to kind of be uh, close enough towards the end, right? The the Cavs have not been really that great, and the Knicks have kind of been a little better this year, so more surprising. Uh, been winning a bunch of games, and uh, man, which the amount of usage Porzingis is getting and like what he's doing on offense, uh, that's what's keeping them in games. He's been so good. Now let's talk about the Cavs side of the ball a little bit. We have no Derrick Rose in this game. With no Derrick Rose, we know what this means, guys. Point LeBron James. Yes, he disappointed in Houston. Was very upset about that. But uh, we have a very, you know, we have a pretty decent sample of what Point LeBron can do, and he can go off. And against the Knicks, this game's in the Garden. Little narrative street, right? He's a guy that says like, you know, the Garden's one of the greatest places to play in the world. He's like, minute that's the media talked about how great of a place it is. When you go there, you want to show up. You want to shine. LeBron is going to show up and shine here, I'm pretty sure, against the Knicks. I have no worries. No one is going to be checking be able to check him on that side of the ball. So LeBron James, with no Derrick Rose, got to have a ton of interest in uh, he can get a little J.R. Smith revenge and Iman Shumpert for 7K. They're both going to be in the starting lineup with no Rose. So I think they're interesting value plays that you can end up throwing in there for a cheap price tag. If they help make your cash games work, I think that's fine. Uh, I think you can get away with it in tournaments too, but there, there is limited upside there, but their price tag is very, very, very cheap. Next up, uh, Jay Crowder. Uh, he's just been really frustrating to roster this year, so I think I would end up passing on him. I get it. Uh, you know, I thought he was going to be a lot better uh, in the, with this team, but there's just not enough usage for him to really go around, it seems like. He'll occasionally pop for a game, but he has those stinkers in there. He's got a 7.75 against Milwaukee, an 8.25 against Atlanta. 
Uh, you know, playing in minutes in the mid-20s, and those are like spots where you would think like he'd have pretty solid games. Uh, even against Houston, which, you know, feels like could fit the game environment for 13.5. He'll pop, like, against Dallas for 28.75, and then Washington for 31.25. Like, that'll happen every once in a while. But I'm, I don't know. I'm probably just not going to chase it with him. Uh, it just seems like a really frustrating spot, and I'd rather get exposure to other guys. Kevin Love is the other one that I think is uh, really interesting here in this spot. You know, the, the Knicks have been better against bigs this year, so that's kind of one of the concerns. But uh, Kevin Love always has upside. It just feels like he's uh, really up and down. He's got a wide a wide variation of outcomes. So I think he's interesting tournament play, 12.9K. I think that's fine, but I don't know if I'd be paying playing him in cash games. That's the one worry I would have with Kevin Love here. But for me, it's like Point LeBron. I really want to get exposure to. I'm hoping he ends up making my cash line. It's one of those things where... Uh, I think I'll end up playing him, but like as I, you know, throughout the day, maybe maybe news changes and stuff, and maybe I don't end up getting him in there. But I really want to. He's one of my uh, one play that I think you have to have a ton of interest here in this spot. Let's move on to the Knicks side of the ball. Let's just talk about them for a little bit. Problem is their their rotation is not tight. They're, they're playing a ton of different guys. It's a really frustrating situation. But Porzingis, he leads the you know leading the league in usage. Just been absolutely having a dominant year. You have to have interest in him in tournaments and your cash games for sixteen point five k. Another guy on the Knicks side of the ball who's been pretty interesting and, and really, really cheap price tag is uh, Frank Nicolina. I don't really know if I'm saying it right, but call him Frank N. Uh, he's been averaging minutes in the uh, mid-20s. Uh, Frank N's been, you know, he's coming off of injury from the preseason. Minutes are starting to get up there, and he's popped a little bit. Uh, for this price tag, right, he's got a 27.5 in him, 29. And when they do, like, kind of give him the starters full minutes and he's going, like, 30 minutes a game, we're going to want to take advantage of this cheap price tag. I still think, you know, in a matchup against the against the Cavs where they really struggle against point guards, I think this is a spot where we should be getting uh, some exposure to him uh, in, in your tournaments for cheap price tags. I, I don't mind doing that. I get the minutes uh, a little worried. You don't want to be rostering too many guys that are playing, uh, you know, low 20s in minutes, but I think he's a fine play. And maybe we, we get a word like his minutes restrictions up or maybe they'll like just say, hey, he's going to start and get tons of runs. So we'll have to see uh, what they're, you know, what, what, what Hornacek is doing with them. But that's always an unpredictable type of situation. Uh, I think for me, it's like Porzingis and then like him, uh, Frank N. I think Hardaway Jr. at 11.4 is someone you could consider too. Uh, last game against the Cavs, uh, you know, he, he went out for a monster game, right? Uh, 57 fantasy points. So uh, I, I get I get maybe want to go back to the well for him there. But we know how he is, man. He's a real up and down type of player. I think he's still fine at that price tag and you can roster him. Probably won't look at many of these other guys though, like the Cantors, the O'Quins. They're just a been kind of frustrating rosters and the way the Cavs play they play pretty up tempo could end up trying to uh you know phase those guys out of the game uh, might be tough for them to keep up with the uh with the pace of play so yeah let's move on to the next game though we'll talk about the uh Memphis Grizzlies and the Milwaukee Bucks not the most attractive game on this slate it's only a 200.5 team total we got the Grizzlies side of the ball, I and mean, I'm just not interested in really anyone. It's one of those like situations. I think I'm just going to cross it off the uh, you know the nine game slate and call it a day. No Grizzlies for me. Uh, Gasol, I get it. 12.9k is a fine price tag for him, but I I, I, I get it. Like John Henson, someone that could cover him, uh, you know, can't cover him at all. So I I don't know. I, I just think there's other centers I'd rather play on this slate. He's a fine play. If you want to play him, go ahead. I just hate rostering guys from these like slow tempo games, these low totals. It's just something I don't really ever do. So, and I kind of just like to cross them off and let other people make the mistake on them, unless I see like screaming value plays or really interesting plays that I'm all in on or something. 
Let's look at um, you know Mike Conley. Just kind of want need, need to touch on him. I just think he's overpriced uh, at 13.2k. There's other guys I'd rather play, so I just don't think you should be playing him here in this spot. And you know, looking at other values to see if I can find anyone like. Maybe Tyreek Evans. I know the Bucks have struggled against the wing, um, you know, under Jason Kidd. Uh, I mean, he's getting priced up, though. Evans is now at, let's see, he's at 12.1K. Man, I mean, I get it. Like, last three games have been really good. 41.25, 38.5, 33.25, you know, and like, keep going. 29.75, 45.25, 38.5, 31.25, 30.5. I mean, he's just been really nice and consistent, putting up some pretty big games. So if I played any of them, maybe it's him, but not a game I really, really want to be targeting on this slate. Let's move on to the Bucks side of the ball. And, and one guy I think you can literally always play at this point is Giannis and Tempacumpo. Uh, the Greek freak, he's just an absolute monster. Uh, he's only 19.2K. For me, I'd rather pl uh, play uh, LeBron James for the same exact price. That's kind of where I would rather go. So he kind of is not going to make the cut for me today. If I'm playing 150 on it, sure, I probably want to get exposure room, but I'm not doing that. I'm someone that plays maybe, uh, you know, four to five or so. So no reason for me to play Giannis today in this lower total game. And he's normally in low total games, but I just think it, there's better spots, uh, you know, like LeBron to attack tonight. I'd rather play him. Uh, and I'll just kind of, uh, you know, take LeBron James instead of Giannis and hope it doesn't burn me here. All these other bucks, like, I'm just taking the wait-and-see approach with the Bledsoe and uh, Brogdon situation, and I still think it's one where the price tags might go down a little bit more, so I'm going to wait on that and kind of see what happens. Brogdon is kind of cheap, though, at 9.9K over here on Fantasy Draft. So, I, I mean, yeah, I just hate this spot. I really hate the tempo of this game. And Brogdon, has, uh, Brogdon hasn't been too bad with... Uh, with Eric Bledsoe out, so eh, maybe you can take a flyer on him, but not, not nothing I'm trying to get a ton of exposure to. Let's move on to the next game, though. Atlanta Hawks and the New Orleans Pelicans. This is a game where, oh, it's, it's a nice fantasy goal mine, right? Another reason why I won't probably want to pay it for a guy like Giannis. We have Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, both just, you know, 20.1K for Davis and 19.6K for, for Cousins. On the Pelicans against the Hawks team that struggle against centers and, and, and forwards, they, you know, are awful at rebounding. I mean, it's just a fantastic spot. Dwayne Dedman and Luke Babbitt are not going to be able to touch them at all in this spot. Have to like them a ton. One thing I'll note about the uh, Hawks side of the ball, just kind of want to, like, talk about them. They have some injuries. They have Ursan Ilyasova. He's out. Mike Muscala is doubtful. If those guys are out, that makes Luke Babbitt interesting as a value play. I've been playing him recently, and he's been good to me. I'll probably go back to the well if Muscala is doubtful. I am a little worried he's going to be stuck on, like, Anthony Davis all game because I'm guessing that's who has to cover Davis, and that has me slightly concerned. Also, there's John Collins, too. You can go to him. I'd worry about him getting foul trouble, though. He's been a guy that hasn't really been able to keep his hands to himself, and going against guys like Davis and Cousins, that could definitely be a huge issue for him. So uh, for me, I'd rather go Luke Babbitt for cheap for 7.1K and take my chances there. But uh, the Hawks side of the ball is not what I'm crazily interested in. Uh, I think Dennis Schroeder, who's leading the league in touches, I think he's he could be a good play if you want to kind of you know run run another Hawks back on the other side. I like going him at his price tag, 12.5K, really good option. Also, don't mind a Kent Bazemore for 10.6K, getting a pretty decent usage. I think he's a fine option. Pelicans have struggled against the uh, shooting guard this season, so I like him too as well. I had to rank my uh, Hawks plays that I would go with probably Schroeder, Bazemore, and then uh, Babbitt. Those are like the three that I like the most if I wanted to pair them and run them back with uh, some Pelicans. Those are uh, those are those are the three that I'd be probably picking from. 
Go back to the Pelicans side of the ball real quick. I, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of uh, playing Drew Holiday. Like I'd rather just play for the same price. I'd rather play Dennis Schroeder. I think he's just a ten times better play. He'll pop randomly for those big games like he did against Toronto, but I'm not gonna be the one that's guessing that. And I'll I'll pass on Drew Holiday here. It just doesn't seem necessary. His usage is too low in my opinion with the way that Cousins and uh, Davis are playing. I'll just pass and I'll just get my exposure to two of them instead. I normally like to side towards Davis. It just kind of depends on the slate. On this slate specifically, um, it's tough because like there are like some cheap centers that I like and there's some good forwards all around. It's a really loaded loaded slate at like the forward and center spot. So I don't know. I, I typically lean Davis because I feel like he just has more upside and like who's getting like Luke Babb is not gonna be able to guard him at all here in this spot. Same with Dwayne Denman too. Like he's not gonna be able to hold Cousins, but I'll, I'll side with Davis instead. Just because I feel like he has more uh, more upside than Cousins, even though they're pretty much the same exact play. It's just like drawing straws between the two. But I just feel like Davis is a guy that can maybe go for uh, you know more of a uh, massive game over Cousins. Anyways, let's move on to the next one. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Utah Jazz. Again, uh, hate playing uh, te- hate when teams are playing against Utah, right? Uh, Minnesota played the Phoenix Suns this weekend and loaded up on some Timberwolves. Now they get a spot against the Jazz, from one of the slower paced teams in the league. Not the not the you know greatest spot to roster players because of that. But their team is a little different. No Rudy Gobert now. With no Rudy Gobert, this is going to uh, affect the kind of the pace of the game too as well. I think. It, They'll get a little more up-tempo, not, not a ton, but the way Gobert, you know, the style of play and whatnot, you know, his defense and everything, it just it slows down the game a lot. And now, now he's not there to protect the rim, too, so that's going to hurt Utah on defense. It's just kind of going to do a trickle-down effect all around. But we'll talk about the Timber, Timberwolves side of the ball a little bit. Uh, I think Taj Gibson is a, is a fine value play if you want to go there. He's been very consistent this year. Don't mind him. I wouldn't probably be playing uh, Jeff Teague in this spot. Teague is a guy I don't really have a ton of interest in against Rubio, and I, I don't know. It's just this isn't the right spot. I'd rather have him in uh, pace up games against like bad point guards. So not the spot that I'm going to attack him with. I think Jimmy Butler for 12K is starting to get cheap enough where it's like a conversation where it's like, wow, he's just way too underpriced. This still is not like the right matchup where I want to be, ta- you know, all in on. I know that the, the Jazz, if there is one position that they do struggle against, it is against the small forward. And that's when Rudy Gobert is in, though. So I'm sure, that, you know, Derek Favors is definitely not going to be, uh, you know, a force to be reckoned with down low. So Carl Anthony Towns, if you want to pay that price tag, if he's underpriced around the industry. There are some sites that kind of like bump their price down when the Jazz are uh, playing a team. And this is without Rudy Gobert. And if they give the price bump in this spot to, to, to you guys, you know, there has to be some interest here. Carl Anthony Towns for 16.9K. I don't love that price tag on Fantasy Draft. It's fine. He's, uh, you know, he's... He's a fine price tag. I just think there's other guys I'd rather play. Like, I'd rather play Porzingis for 16.5K instead. Uh, I wouldn't even mind maybe Ben Simmons against uh, the Clippers for 16.9K. And then even below him, there's Nikolai Jokic for 14.9K, which just is an insane price tag. So there's just other guys I think I'd rather play over Towns. That's kind of the problem. Not, you know, not, not the greatest pace. Of pace. Uh, so for me, maybe I buy low on the uh, Butler uh, price tag on the Timberwolves side of the ball, and then maybe uh, get a little Taj Gibson value. And then none of the bench guys for me on the Timberwolves are interesting. <clears throat> we'll talk about the Jazz for a little bit. And uh, Donovan Mitchell, someone that kind of comes to the, comes to mind, he's been chucking the ball up a ton. He had a big game the other day, uh, just shooting a ton with no Gobert. So you have to have interest in him for 10.9K, just with all the shot attempts that he is getting. I think Derek Favors is, you know, 9K is going to be a screaming value that we need to be playing here. Timberwolves are not, have not been really that great against, uh, you know, on the defensive end this season. 
and we're not really scared of Carl Anthony Towns' uh, his defense. I think favors if we know he's going to be playing 30 minutes. I'm sure he is because of just the situation. If you look at the minutes that were played last game, here they are. Favors, 36. Cephalosha, 32. Ingles, 34. Rubio, 36. Donovan Mitchell, 26. I think that was because he had five personal fouls, it looks like. But uh, those are the guys that really got tons of run. Rodney Hood came off the bench with 30 minutes. And then, like, the next guy was, like, like the next biggest, like, the big man was Epke Udo. He had 12 minutes and, like, Jarebko had 11. So it's, like, all the Derek Favors, right? He's just going to get tons and tons of run as long as he doesn't get in foul trouble. So Favors is, like, a screaming value, elite play that you should probably be getting exposure to in your cash games. Even in tournaments, too, wouldn't be uh, sleeping on him at this price tag. And that's, like, the main guy I would like to get. I think Rubio's a fine play, too. Not really scared of Jeff Teague on the defensive end. He's a poor defender, so I think you can go to him. Donovan Mitchell with the amount of shots he's getting up. And even with the minutes that Ingles and Cephalosha are seeing, if you need a guy at the wing that slides in there, but not really a huge fan of doing that. Another thing to worry about Mitchell that I just thought of was uh, Jimmy Butler defense, right? That's something that could be concerning. So, uh, yeah, just something to note. But the best play here is uh, Favors. It's just such an easy value play to make, make sure you plug into your games. And I think... You know, even going like a Rubio, uh, you know, thinking more and more about it. People have been, been playing Mitchell a ton recently. He could get some Jimmy Butler defense, and then Rubio against T could absolutely dominate. So maybe correlating him with uh, favors is not a bad play on this slate. Let's move on to the next one, though. Still got a bunch of games left, and we have still got some good ones left to go. So pretty excited. Uh, this is a great one right here. Los Angeles Lakers and the Phoenix Suns. Two of the, uh, you know, two of the top three teams in tempo this season. They both don't play a ton of defense. I mean, this game is going to be close. It's Vegas has it projected 227 team total, 114 for the Suns and 113 for the Lakers. Man, this is a spot to load up on. Lonzo Ball coming off that huge triple-double. I think that's going to be something that draws some ownership to him finally. People are going to think, oh, now he's hot, now he's got it. You should probably be playing Lonzo here. I mean, it's just the matchup is just really, really good. Who is going to stop him on this uh, on the side of the ball? These are the games that we really want to have Lonzo in. I was actually on Lonzo the last game, thankfully, so that was nice to be able to get the exposure to that. Didn't look like the greatest spot, but I was like, hey, he, he dominated Eric Bledsoe last time. What what means he can't do this again? Uh, and he did it, and now he gets a spot against the Suns. I know it's not against Eric Bledsoe, but he's going to get it against, uh, you know, some of these other terrible Suns defenders like uh, Tyler Ulis and a, uh, Mike James. Those are just guys that I have no worries about on this slate. So, yeah, I think Lonzo Ball is a, one of the better options that you should be getting exposure to. And when we talk about the Suns, I mean, there's so many guys that you could play, right? There's Julius Randle off the bench, Kyle Kuzma, who fits this game environment really well. We got Brandon Ingram, uh, Caldwell Pope. They're all in play. I mean, this is one of those uh, spots where pretty much all the guys are in play. I know it's like kind of like a cop-out and a lame answer, but you should really be looking at most of these guys. Uh, for me, though, Ball is probably my favorite option. And uh, even even Brooke Lopez, right? This is a spot where he could really uh, really put some work in on uh, Alex Len, just causing some problems. And same with Tyson Chandler, pulling them away from the basket. So all the Lakers are in play for me, it feels like. Um, and then on the Sun side of the ball, it's kind of similar, right? We have uh, Devin Booker, Trevor Warren, or sorry, not Trevor Booker and Devin Warren. I put them together. Devin Booker and TJ Warren. Booker and Warren together are just plays that I like you know, playing a ton. They just have so much upside. They're getting so much usage and putting up so much shot attempts. I guess it seems like the Lakers that are not worried about on the defensive end have to have interest in them. Mike James is a pretty interesting cash game play. Uh, he's just super cheap and been getting it done most of the year. So I don't think he's a he's a bad play. I think Alex Len, too, is, you can easily get exposure to him. Tyson Chandler is, you know, has been back now, but, uh, you know, never know. Tyson Chandler out of nowhere could be out and whatnot, but most of these Suns are in play for me. It's mainly Booker and Warren is where I want to get my exposure. I don't really want to be messing around with, like, Marquise Chris and all these other guys 
they have upside. They can do really well, but they are kind of frustrating at times. They can get some in some into some foul trouble. So for me, it's going to kind of be just Mike James, Booker, Warren, even maybe a little bit of Alex Lennon. That's kind of how I'll approach it. But yeah, just all around, this game is a fantasy goal of mine. Make sure to get exposure to it. That's kind of the thing I want to, uh, you know, mainly just, uh, you know, keep talking about. Just play people in this game. Don't overlook this game. Uh, make sure you're playing guys in this game. If you build a lineup that looks great, I know it's a nine-game slate and it doesn't have any exposure to this game, you might want to get some exposure. And I think there's, you know, good ways to do it. For me, if I had to pick my three favorite plays from this game, we'll go Lonzo Ball on the Lakers side of the ball, and then I'll correlate it, I'll pair it up with uh, Booker and TJ Warren. Those are kind of my three favorite guys that I get my uh, exposure to. And they're nice guys that are in the mid-tier. Maybe this is one of those slates. I know there's tons of studs at the forward position, uh, and maybe, maybe you pair a value up. Maybe, maybe what you do on this slate is you pair a value with a stud and then uh, kind of take some of these guys in the mid-range because that, that's kind of an approach I like to take in tournaments sometimes. If there are tons of studs, and maybe, uh, you know, not the greatest value plays, which I think there's good value plays on this slate. But, you know, uh, I think maybe going to the mid-tier is an interesting option. I think you could do that here, right? There's just three really great mid-tier plays in Ball, Warren, and Booker. So uh, don't sleep on them. Those are three of my, uh, three of my favorite plays uh, on that game. Let's move on to the next one. We have the Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers, 212 team total. And I expect this one to be close. Vegas agrees to Denver going into Portland. They're one-point favorites. And, man, this is this is a very interesting spot for the Denver Nuggets. Um, we have Will Barton, who, with Gary Harris questionable for this game, I think he's going to be an interesting value play that we want to be getting exposure to. A little revenge, too. Back in uh, back in Portland, he he likes uh, you know likes playing against his former team. He's talked about that before, so have to have some interest in Will Barton here, I think. But for me, it's like Joker 14.9K. I will be and I will be loading up on the Joker here. Just feels way, way too cheap for him. Also, Paul Millsap, 12.9K. I like that price tag. I'm also not scared of Damian Lillard defense, so I'm, I'll probably go to a Jamal Murray or Emmanuel Moutier. That's just a frustrating spot, so you got to pick one or the other. That's been uh, really, really frustrating. Uh, for this team. So uh, I'll just kind of get the recent update for you guys and make sure. Let me look at the minutes we got. Yeah, see, this is what it is. 33 minutes the last game, and he had 40.5 fan, uh, fantasy points for Murray, and then he had 18, 25, 18. And then Moutier's is... 23, 29, 21, 32, 25, 26. So, yeah, I mean, it's just... They're both cutting into each other. There's not one guy that's, like, really getting loading up on the minutes. Man, it's such a such a difficult and frustrating spot. Uh, for me, I'll probably end up leaning towards Murray. Uh, I know maybe that big game is one reason why, but uh, I don't know. He he's someone that can kind of correlate well with Jokic, right? He's uh, more of a jump shooter, and Jokic kind of you know he can be more of the primary ball handler when Murray is uh, in the game. So kind of set you know pass some assists over to him, shoot some jump shots. Uh, Moody is a guy that when he has the ball, he more so likes to have it in his hands. He can shoot some threes, some, but he's someone that likes to drive towards the hoop a little bit more. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to end up uh, – I'll go with Murray if I had to pick. Probably correlate him up with Jogic, but I love Jogic in this spot. Uh, moving on to the Portland side of the ball, we have – C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard, they're obviously two guys you always have to have some interest in. For me, it'd be Damian Lillard. Point, uh, Nuggets have been struggling against the point guard this year. There's also not a ton of point guards to love on this slate that you want to pay up for. So if I am paying up, I think it is Damian Lillard, right? This is one reason I don't really want to be playing John Wall. I'd rather just play Damian Lillard for 16.4K. I think he's a really good play that you can just, you know, play on the opposite side. Like, play some Jokic, play some Lillard, and that's a good way to get some, uh, you know, I know they're expensive options, but that's a nice little uh, way to do a little game stack, maybe then throw in Will Barton. And then uh, you can even run it back with a uh, guy like Nurkic. Nurkic, man, he's going to have the revenge on the Nuggets. 
If you're new to DFS NBA and you don't know much about Nurkic, he used to play with Jokic. Kind of, uh, they played on the Nuggets together, and it was one of those things they just would, like, eat into each other's times. One day it'd be Jokic playing, the next day it would be Nurkic. Uh, one guy would go hot for maybe two weeks, and then the one would get in foul trouble. Then the next guy would get in there, and he'd, he'd do fine, and then they'd get in foul trouble. It was just like a disaster. They finally shipped him out of town. Nurkic has been, you know, absolutely, uh, you know, having having a really good just all around uh, stint in Portland. Hasn't like had an amazing season to start off with the Trailblazers, but this could be the spot where he gets right for 13K. Man, I mean, he he just I remember him talking about it last year. He was like all in on trying to like make sure the Nuggets wouldn't make the playoffs. He wanted to make sure Portland made it. It was really funny. He was just like out for vengeance on the Nuggets. He's had some good games uh, recently, right? Against OKC, the Lakers, and Utah, he hit in the 40 fantasy points for 13K. I mean, that's a great price tag. And then against Brooklyn and Memphis, he didn't have the greatest game. So maybe people, you know, look at that and just get a little worried. But I think he's a really good tournament play. Cash games is kind of tough because he's been really up and down this season. But I still think Nurkic is a guy that we need to really strongly consider on this slate. I know he hasn't been the greatest this year, but he's someone that you want to be considering for sure. For me, though, my favorite Portland Trailblazer is Lillard. I'll be kind of uh, loading up on him in this spot. Also think guys like Evan Turner and Mo Harkless, you can sprinkle them in throughout your lineup for values. I think they're fine plays. Not guys that I'm looking to go all in on or anything, but you know, if you're if it's a way to get exposure to this game uh, and you kind of mix it in your lineup in this value play, I don't hate it. Let's move on to the next game, though. We have the Orlando Magic and the Golden State Warriors. And, uh, you know, this is a 229 team total, one that we probably want to get exposure to. A little worried about the blowout, though. Uh, Magic are 14-point underdogs, kind of similar situation to that Sixers game the other day, where I am very worried about a blowout, but I do think there's reason to get exposure to the Magic side with uh, the way this tempo is for both teams. Expecting a really, really, really fast tempo game that we should have, you know, have a ton of interest in. But let's talk about this for a little bit. Uh, the Magic, they have no Alfred Payton. With no Alfred Payton, what does that mean? Uh, it's the return of the Mac, uh, Shelvin Mack. He is a guy that we are going to want to get tons of exposure to with no DJ Augustine, too. This is a spot where Shelvin Mack is a screaming guy that we need to be playing, I think. I think he's one of those guys you want to be jamming in your cash games. Just going to want to get tons of exposure to. He's going to probably easily uh, you know, pay off that value, and he's just load up on some Shelvin Mack, in my opinion, here in this spot. Uh, you know, guys like Evan Fournier, I think for 12K, he's a really interesting option. But someone that I think is really great is uh, Aaron Gordon, 13.4K. I worry he's going to get some Draymond Green defense. That's the one concern I have here. But Aaron Gordon, just like this seems like the game environment that would really fit him. Just up and down game, in transition a ton. It just makes sense to, you know, Aaron Gordon makes, makes a ton of sense here in this spot. Vucevic is the one guy I'm wondering about. Uh, what's going to end up happening with him? Uh, 13.7K, I think he could have a massive game here in this spot. So, uh, yeah, you know, just keep thinking more and more about it, what to do with him. And I think there's other centers I'd just rather have. I just love with Jokic in this spot. But I don't hate him for uh, $1,200 less. And if it helps you get magic exposure and you want to run it back with some Warriors, I think that's fine. He's someone that uh, I think he's kind of – I want him in my player pool, but he kind of misses out. Uh, it's kind of how I'm thinking about it. But for me, it's like loading up on Shell and Mac makes a ton of sense. And like Evan Fournier, those are like the two guys I think I have the most interest in on the Magic side of the ball. Looking at the Golden State Warriors, uh, so Steph Curry is considered, I believe it's questionable on the slate. He's possibly he will not play, but it, he's his bobblehead night guy. So I don't know. I think he's, I think he's going to end up playing this one. That's just my personal opinion on it. Uh, could be wrong, but. Uh, we don't know, and just kind of be out on the news. You have to make sure. This isn't a night where you can just, like, set it up, uh, you know, set up your lineup and walk away. You need to be checking on the Steph Curry news because that's obviously important because if Steph Curry is out, 
That gives a nice bump uh, to Clay Thompson, you know, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. Those are guys that we're going to want to have interest in. I think for the price tag, uh, you know, Draymond Green, I think I'll be, you know, get having tons of interest in him. A guy like Clay Thompson, too. Those are just going to be guys that feel like they're value plays when they're not really value plays, right? Like sometimes we talk about value plays like Shelvin Knack. He's 7.5. Yeah, he's clearly a value. But, you know, those guys are going to be, you know, guys that they're probably going to get more usage, right? They're going to get more more production, more opportunity. So they're more of a value than you would think. Kevin Durant, I think you could go to if you want, but I don't think I'm going to because I just would rather play LeBron in this spot. I just think it's a better spot for him. So Kevin Durant probably misses the cup because of that. Uh, you know, obviously it's because I only play like four to five lineups. If you're playing multiple lineups, I wouldn't be doing that. I'd probably want to get some exposure to Durant. But uh, yeah, I think those are guys you want to have interest in. And if there is no Curry, Sean Livingston, 7.2K, he's going to be a value play that you want. Same with like a Nigadala. He's another guy at 7.2K. He'll run a little bit of point guard too, just uh, point forward. So He'll be getting some usage as well, so don't sleep on those guys. But I, I really think Curry is just going to end up playing. It was weird that he got ruled as questionable yesterday, but we'll have to uh, kind of uh, take the wait-and-see approach with it. But again, bobblehead night, hopefully he can come through and then have the narrative. And if Steph Curry is playing uh, and he's questionable all day, that could lower his ownership throughout the day. And it's his bobblehead day, man. I'll load up on some Steph Curry against the Magic. Sheldon Mack will not be able to hold him at all. So I will definitely have some interest in Curry if he plays the tournament option. Let's move on to the last game, and it's a really interesting one. It's the Philadelphia 76ers and the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers are still banged up. No Gallinari, right? No uh, Patrick Beverly. So with those injuries, that has just been giving all the minutes for Austin Rivers and Lou Williams. Basically running up the point guard. And uh, Lou Williams is like a just, again, another screaming value play that we need to be playing. I get he's starting to get a little priced up. 11K, it's not the same uh, that he was the past couple days, but he's still a guy, you know, last couple games. 36 minutes, 14 points. 23 fantasy points, 39 minutes, 35 uh, points, and then 49.75. He's a safe play, and he's got built-in upside. Like, I just think we should be getting exposure to him. There is the worry that, like, if his ownership is too high, I think you can fade in tournaments and just hope he doesn't have that big, massive game because it can happen. But Lou Williams is someone you want to be playing. And, hey, he used to play for the Sixers, so I don't know. Maybe there's a little bit of uh, maybe there's a little revenge there, right? Who knows? Um it's probably way, way overdue, though, for Lou Williams, a guy who's been uh, all around the league recently. But anyways, let's talk. Let's keep talking about the uh, Clippers a little bit. So Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, I think they're fine plays. Uh, 12.5K, it just feels really cheap for Jordan, but I'm probably not going to play him here in this spot. If you want to because you see upside there at that price tag, I get it. But I'd rather play Blake Griffin for 14.9K. Seeing a huge usage with all those guys out, I think he's a really, you know, just a play that I, I said it the other day on the Fantasy Fix, Fix pod. He disappointed us on Thursday, but on uh, on I, th I think it was Friday. One of the days he disappointed, though, and the next day he was in a very similar situation against the Pelicans, and it was like, we need to have interest in him. And he went off for a pretty good game, right? He uh, he was crushing it at least to start. I noticed, let's see what he ended with. Uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. He ended with 41.5, which is fine. Uh, he came out, you know, crushing to start out the game, but ended up hitting, you know, hitting value. Uh, and he always just kind of hits in the mid 40s So I think he's a really fine play here in this spot. And the amount of usage he's seeing, we have to have some interest in him. Also, I talked about Austin Rivers for a little bit, but didn't really get into him a ton. But kind of just the way it works is Doc Rivers, he lets his son just chuck up the ball and play tons of minutes with no uh, you know, with no point guard spot. And look at this, 34 minutes, 31 minutes, and 36 minutes, two games over 30 fantasy points. For 11.4K, he's someone you can have some interest in too. And if you think all of the uh, ownership is going to Lou Williams, you can pivot over to uh, – 
to Austin Rivers, and that could be a nice leverage play. If you did that the other day when I talked about it, you would have been seven points up on the field with Austin Rivers instead of Lou Williams in tournaments. So that's obviously a really nice thing that you can do, and sometimes you can get an even bigger leverage if he has a massive game, like 20 points above the field just to jump all the, all those people who might have Lou Williams. That's just a huge advantage. So something to look at, especially at lower ownership on Rivers. That's about it. I'm not going to mess around with these guys like Thornwell and all these other guys. It's just good value plays on this slate where I don't think I need to mess around with some of these uh, other options. So move on to the Sixer side. And Dario Saric, another value play that I like. Saric has been really, really strong uh, you know, recently. And he's someone at the start of the year. I was like, why are the Sixers not using him? Why is he not playing tons of minutes? What's going on? But if you look at the last uh, three games, we'll go 21 minutes, then 35, 34, 27. And all the games above 25 fantasy points. And one game was actually in the 40. So... Uh, he's just been a safe play and, you know, been been crushing value. Only 7.5K. I, I'm not worried about Blake Griffin and whatnot. Uh, he's just, Sarge is just a really talented player who at the start of the year, you know, was battling with some injuries and just wasn't, really wasn't being played a ton. I'm expecting him to get in the mid-20s here, at least in minutes. And he'll be a safe value play with some upside. So I like Sarge a lot. Then we look at Embiid. Uh, Embiid really kind of he was not the uh, not the not not the option that I was really hoping for the other day. He really uh, you know crushed my crushed my dreams. Luckily the DraftKings slate didn't run where I had a ton of Embiid, so that kind of helped me out. He only had 24.25 points, but again he's a guy that just sees a huge amount of usage. Average 1.5 fantasy points per game. I think for 13.9k, uh, he's another center that I'm gonna have some interest here in this spot. They're gonna need him on the floor with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. It's one of those situations when there's a team that has two big men like a Davis and Cousins, right? They're just gonna need to play those big men. So I think a guy like Embiid is gonna need to play a lot because they're gonna need him on the defensive end and they're gonna need his offense to keep this game close. They're two point underdogs. And this is a game I could expect to shoot out a little bit with a 217.5 total. 16.9k uh, Ben Simmons. He's a guy that you have to have interest in as well. Just uh, he's got triple double upside. He's a guy that can hit 50 fantasy points. We know that the Clippers struggle against uh, you know guys on the wing, and I know he's kind of the point guard, but uh, I'm not expecting one of the point guards to really be guarding him, right? I'm expecting someone. Uh, man, I'm trying to think through which probably maybe is it Wesley Johnson? I don't know who's going to end up guarding Ben Simmons. I feel like no one's going to be able to. Maybe it's Blake Griffin that ends up doing that, but. Uh, man, it's going to be interesting to see. Game to definitely watch. Something I'll probably, if it's not on national TV, I'll probably be firing up on the league pass and be excited to watch this one. JJ Redick for 9.4K, a little revenge spot for him. I think he's another guy, uh, you know, you can have some interest in, but I'm not in love with him here. Uh, I'm sure there's there's other Sixers I'd rather play. And, you know, TJ McConnell has been a value as of recently that people have been getting exposure to. Uh, I don't think I'll be doing that on this. I think there's better value plays at the point guard position. That's about it for the slate, though, guys. Uh, thanks a lot for joining me. And, uh, you know, talking about some uh, NBA hoops, Dan Bach should be back for you tomorrow. I had fun filling in for him, though, and talking about the games. It's been uh, been really good. It uh, was a really good NBA week for me. Hopefully, we, you know, NFL wasn't the best yesterday, but hopefully we can uh, start off strong with a nice NBA nine-game slate that we have this week. So, again, for me, Travis Mangone, if you have any questions, give me a follow on Twitter, at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. If you have any questions about the slate, any general strategy, I'm always happy to answer some stuff like that for you. And I tweet out news and whatnot. And if not, if you don't want to do that, you know, just get the Roto-Grinders app and make sure you get the push notifications for our, uh, you know, our notifications when whenever there's an injury like say it says uh, you know Steph Curry is probable that'll that'll push right to your phone as long as you have that set up with the urgent alert so make sure to do that but again for me I'm Travis Mangone you'll have Dan Bach tomorrow I am out Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this father's day 
We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.